Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Slice of Life on your Saturday morning. Hope the weekend is off on the right foot, and can you believe it's already the third Saturday of the month? Where does the summer go? It goes by faster than ever, but... All sorts of exciting things happening in Western New York, including a business that started back in 2016. And I am so proud to talk to the folks who run Rooted Locally, Justin and Lisa Bricado. Folks, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you with us this week. Thanks for having, Thanks for having us. us. Absolutely. And right now, you are at the farmer's market, so we're taping this show ahead of time. Thank you for accommodating us for that. Absolutely, yes. And then later in the show, we'll talk to another local business, Michael Hibbert from Gallo Coal Fire Kitchen. And there's so many great businesses that are springing up and growing, no pun intended, (laughs) uh, around our area. So we look forward to that. So Justin and Lisa, you mentioned that you're going to be at the farmer's market, but you work in microgreens. And Justin, you're the grower and owner, and you also talk to folks in the restaurant industry about your product. For folks who are uninitiated with what microgreens are, how would you describe what you do? Well, Brenda, microgreens are just smaller versions of larger vegetables and herbs, and they're known for their intense flavor and nutritional value. And you use them on your salads, sandwiches, and wraps. Some are good in smoothies. But, I mean, they're known for their intense flavor, which is pretty much pretty amazing. And that's really why they're small, right? Because they pack a lot of flavor power. At this size, yeah, they have more nutrients and their flavor is really intense at this size. And if you notice on my Facebook page, because you know um, on social media I take pictures of our guests, I have some uh, pictures of the product that you brought in today and you talked about basil and mustard, right? Yes. Are those among the most popular varieties that you serve or that you sell? Yeah, yeah. The, the basil is really uh, fragrant, and the mustard tastes like a Weber's horseradish mustard, so it has a good <laughs> nice. kick. So it makes a good, you know, it goes as a good lettuce replacement or any sandwich you put mustard on. We love it in scrambled eggs. Oh, that's a, that offers a nice little tang, I bet, yeah. to it. Yeah, I think that microgreens, Lisa, could work virtually in any dish, it seems to me. Um, what are some of the varieties that you have? You're up to 25, I understand. Yes, we grow 25 different varieties, and they range from mild to spicy. Um, the mildest being like an earthier taste, like a beet. Um, and then the spiciest being, I would I would say like the nasturtium, which I always joke that it's if uh, radish and black pepper had a baby, it'd be <laughs> an angry nasturtium plant. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got like this really crispy, you know, type flavor to right. it. Um, so when people try it, they are really impressed with the, the taste in this little plant. Now, Justin and Lisa are husband and wife, and they work together. And you'll find them, as we mentioned at the top, at farmer's markets. Uh, What are the three markets that you appear at, Justin? Um, We do Elmwood Bidwell Farmer's Market on Saturdays from 8 to 1. And that goes through November. Mm -hmm. Um, We do the Williamsville Farmer's Market the same time, 8 to 1. And that goes through October. (laughs) And on Wednesdays, we do Roswell Park from 11 to 1.30. And that goes through the end of September. (laughs) (laughs) And then people might find you indoors as well. It's not as if because the season is over, your season is over. This is 12 months a year, correct? That's right. And it's growing, um, like, just unbelievably. So, like you said, we started in 2016. We were at one farmer's market then and a smaller-scale one at the time. And now we're at multiple farmer's markets. We're in about um, 30 restaurants or so. Um, So it's really growing significantly. We went from planting even just last year 300 trays of microgreens to over 500 every week. So it's grown significantly from, from that 
and Justin has become a full-time farmer this year. Yeah. So that's very exciting. He was able to leave his full-time position to to do this. Full do you time. have to wear uh, overalls with a bib at all? Or is no, it no, no, no. Gary run a piss Slightly floor? fancier, but we're pretty loose on our dress code. <laughs> it's be so what's it like, Justin? You you worked in the corporate world for a while, and now you've decided to focus your full attention on this tremendous business that you're growing. I keep coming up with these puns. I don't know. <laughs> but um, what's it like day in and day out for you? Are you constantly bringing in new trays to, to grow, or how does that work? Yeah, we're always experimenting with new things. I mean, it's really a movement. Um, indoor vertical farming it's you know people are saying it's a wave of the future it's an e- it's a way to grow food especially in places like this when winter time there's no nothing green around so if you could fulfill a need by growing you know fresh produce in the middle of winter around here there's isn't definitely that a the truth yeah especially um when we've come through winters like the one we just came through it just seemed endless and you know unrelenting cold and it's so nice to even see something green let alone eat it um, so in the winter, then, you can still continue to grow, right? Yep. We, we are growing a controlled climate. Um, uh, we grow under lights, LED lights. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, 20, uh, 12 months a year, 24 hours a day we're growing. That's fantastic. How do you determine what type of green you're going to grow and then produce and put out there? Are there demands for, for example, the basil, I would think, is very popular? Yeah, different restaurants uh, specialize in different things. I mean, pea tendrils are very popular. They're, they got a nice texture and a nice pea flavor. Um, the be- uh, the basil smells really good. Yes. Um, the mustard's got a great flavor. So, yeah, people recommend different uh, nasturtiums are popular right now. Now, Lisa's brought in some microgreens for us to sample um, over the past several months. And, Lisa, what's the one that tastes like popcorn? Uh, that would be the popcorn shoot. It, <laughs> it, it <laughs> that makes sense. But uh, that one is, I, I think, the real like a really interesting one because it has to be grown completely in the dark. It, it really actually cannot see the light while it's growing in the soil um once it's ready it has to be harvested or cut right away um otherwise it um you know it's bitter yeah yeah. once the sun hits it it wants to turn green and it gets bitter yeah and is it all through trial and error that you discovered that yeah a lot of it really a lot of it is trial and error but i mean the the quick harvest time you could learn a lot fast so i could make i can make mistakes and learn from them and keep growing how often do you use this in your own cooking you have a family you've got a couple of young kids do you find that you're uh Going into your, uh, what do you call it, the greenhouse? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, all the time. And pulling the microgreens out to add to the dish and making sure your kids get some good nutrients? Oh, we sneak it into their plates all the time. Yep, yep, absolutely. And speaking of being on the plate, when one goes to a restaurant, you might see the, you know, the presentation is so important these days when it comes to food. I think we eat with our eyes as well. So you'd see your, your dish, and then it would have these lovely little accompaniments, which would be the microgreens, right? Yeah. Is that typically what people think of when they... When you tell them, hey, I grow microgreens? Yeah, I would say, like, a lot of the restaurants still are using it as um, um, a garnish on the dish. Um, When we're at the farmer's markets, what it ends up being is you'll have, like, two kind of people. Like, one that's buying it for their nutritional value, so they're putting it in salads and smoothies. And then um, you have the other set that are, like, the home cook and foodies, so they're just trying to add it to different things. So they're cooking it into the meals, too, more often. That's great. And, Justin, is it fair to say there's a real farm-to-table movement in the Buffalo restaurant scene or in all over western New York? Oh, definitely. Um, I could. T- there's a lot of there's a big conscience effort, you know, in local restaurants to really work with local farms. Um, it, it cuts down on travel. We, I mean, we're we've got restaurants close as a mile from us. Um, so I mean, you know, the travel across it's not going across the country. It's going 
not far at all. Right, right. And that's the thing. It's so fresh, too, obviously. And I think, too, don't you guys notice when you're at restaurants, even gastro pubs or bars, it's not like you have to go to a white linen table establishment to see these beautiful garnishes on the plate. I notice Mm -hmm. even some of the, my, my husband and I go out to eat a lot, and we often sit at the bar and eat. And they'll even present it beautifully in that way. In fact, we were at Michael's place, and we had uh, dinner right at the bar. It was fabulous. So it seems to me that you're you're reaching a wide range of restaurants now, whether it's like a bar or yeah. tavern. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of high-end restaurants high end now. One. Yeah, everyone, though, wants to really, you know, step up their food game nowadays. It's yes. not just your same old stuff. But microgreens have actually been around since, like, the 1980s. It was just that they all started on these very high-end restaurant plates. Mm-hmm. And now it's just starting to become a more mainstream, um, you know, accompaniment to any dish. And we educate people a lot at the farmer's markets what what they could use them in, some recipe tips, and, like, how, you know, just letting them sample it is a huge thing. We do that for restaurants, too. If, you know, if they've never used them before, call us. We'll, you know, bring some samples by and so that you can taste them with, like, your different dishes. We're talking to Justin and Lisa Brocato, who are the owners of Rooted Locally. They've been in business for just three years, and they're going gangbusters. Justin is the grower grower and owner, and he talks to uh, restaurants and other businesses that can use his products. Lisa handles sales and marketing. And boy, you guys really had a heck of a milestone in your lives about a year ago when you were one of 27 winners of the Ignite Buffalo campaign. Lisa, how did that work out? So um, we came across this grant competition in the area uh, that was hosted by 43 North and Ignite Buffalo. And we entered the competition. There was over 500 um, entries. Um, We were one of 27 people who made it into the finals. Um, Our company was awarded a $25,000 grant, which allowed us to really upscale, you know, um, scale up our business um, significantly. Prior to that, we were putting every single dollar that we earned into the business with the plan of five years down the line, maybe Justin going full time. Because of the grant, we were able to buy everything that we needed, the lights, the racks, and really triple our gross space. Is that your your biggest cost probably, Justin, just the electricity with those LED lights? Yeah, Yeah. your cup back on water, water's minimum, Mm -hmm. Um, seeds are expensive, containers are expensive. I mean, everything adds up, but electricity is the one that Mm -hmm. Learn to harness the sun a little bit. <laughs> right, yeah. At least now we have some sun these yeah. days. LEDs are way more efficient than they used to be, so it's oh, not really? you're not using fluorescent bulbs anymore. So that's great. So what a thrill it must have been for you to to win. Yeah, and you were up against all types of other businesses, right? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of great businesses out there. So it just it felt like an honor that we were able to do that. Plus, we were able to get a year's worth of mentorship from 43 North and MT Bank. So it was a lot of like business training and, you know, just ways to elevate our business that way. So if you wanted to ask somebody a question, you could just pick up the phone and say, hey, this is the situation we're in. What do you recommend from a business standpoint? Anytime. Wow, that's yeah, invaluable 43 right North there. Is a great, it's a great resource for the people of Western New York. That's terrific. And um, people can find out where you're at in terms of uh, what uh, farmer's market or other places. Like I know, Lisa, you were at Starry Night in the Garden, one of our sister station's signature events. Yep. So it's Twitter at Rooted Locally, correct? Um, it's actually Facebook and Instagram. Oh, at, okay. Yeah, at Rooted Locally. Gotcha. And that's where they can tell where you're at and what farmer's markets and where you're going to be. And Justin, you really um, will appeal to many different industries in the sense that not only restaurants can use your product, but schools, cafeterias, places of business, right? So everybody's open. Yeah, yeah. The future is, you know, farm to table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did they reach you? They can reach me at area code 716-816-6372. 816-6372. Last question before we wrap. 
husband and wife working together. How does that work out? <laughs> you work so great. Fantastic. You're probably the best decision of my life. Oh, good answer. You've got to keep her, Lisa. That's, That's right. Great. I, get the, I think the hard part is really not taking it home, though, right? You want to sort of separate yourself from Well, it is our home, basically. Right. Yes. Yes. Our farm is our home. So it's, uh, but we wouldn't have it any other way. That's oh. great. Good for you guys. I wish you continued success. Thank you. I can vouch for how delicious these microgreens are, and they're healthy, too, so it's a double bang. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having Thanks. us. We'll be back right after this, and we'll talk with Michael Hibbert from Gallo Coal Fire Kitchen in Lewiston. Stay tuned. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. Zigzag across the Erie Canal on zip lines at speeds up to 40 miles per hour for half price. Only on the Niagara Zipper. Kids and adults save 50% on Niagara Zipper Adventures. It's today's deal of the day from My Buffalo Perks. Details at MyBuffaloPerks.com. I'm gonna get my perks. My perks at MyBuffaloPerks.com. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. Tune in to Think Again with your host, L. Nathan Hare, Saturday mornings at 11. Think Again covers news, trends, and topical issues of interest and importance to you and its impact in our communities. From the economy to the environment, healthcare reform, national security, race, poverty, culture, and so much more. Think Again looks at all sides of the issues and provides hard facts to support a different perspective on what you think you know to be true. Join your host, CEO, author, and nationally recognized poverty expert, L. Nathan Hare, for Think Again, Saturday mornings at 11, exclusively on ESPN 1520. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostess, Brenda Alacy. And welcome back to this edition of Slice of Life. Always a pleasure to be with you and to talk to so many interesting people in our community, whether it's law, real estate, medical, restaurants, festivals. It's going on here in Western New York. And our thanks, too, week in and week out to Kevin Carr, who pushes all the buttons for us. And uh, we could not do the show without Kevin. He's always so good humor, too. My thanks to him. Well, as I promised, we are talking to Michael Hibbert, who is the owner of Gallo Coal Fire Kitchen. And if you're wondering where that is, it's 800 Center Street in Lewiston. And let me tell you, folks, you may want to put that right in your phone now or in your GPS system because this is a restaurant I highly, highly recommend. Michael, it's great to have you back. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Brenda. It's always good to be here. Can you believe you were telling me three years in August yeah. that you've been open? How fast has that gone by for you? It, it, too fast. And I was <laughs> telling you earlier, it's it's uh, three years and, and two kids later, but we have, my wife and I have four. So Wow. <laughs> I don't know how you manage. Four yeah. kids and a business. It's a, it's a blur. Yeah, I bet it's it is. Blur. I bet it is. But you live in Lewiston, you were mentioning mm -hmm. as well. So fortunately, your commute is not too long. 
No, it's within within a mile from from the uh, 800 Center Street location. So. Excellent. Michael, as an owner, do you actually get in the kitchen or do you oversee things? What's your role? Or I imagine you wear many hats. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy to cook. Uh, one of the things that I do on occasion is is I'll go back behind the pizza hearth and we I'll make pizzas on our more busier days, but sometimes I just get in the way of the cooks. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they like it to, that I'm helping, but sometimes they're like, they, you know, just, just Can I get out step of my away. Way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, step yeah. away. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and there's always stuff to think about. And one of the things that's so unique is the fact that you have a limited run of Black Button Original Gin. Yes. And you actually were kind enough to bring a bottle. It's a 750 bottle and uh, 84 proof. So it packs a little bit of a punch here, I imagine. But uh, what makes this so different, Michael, is the fact that it's the original cocktail gin, which is a recipe derived derived from research into materials that would have been common back in the 1800s, of all things. Mm-hmm. I want to get into the story. I mean, how did this all come about with your place in Lewiston? And then uh, I know you're buddies with the folks at Black Button. Yeah, the, the team at Black Button and I have been really, really close recently. Um, they're, they're, uh, we have a concept called Gallo Pronto, where we produce pizzas uh, in-house. We par-cook them, vacuum seal them, and then we also have some other products. Uh, so we have like vodka meatballs um, that we sell to them, and then they finish off the products in their locations. So not only Black Button Distilling has it, but uh, Blackbird Cider Works um, and uh, Freedom Run Winery out in Lockport sure. as well. But going back to the gin, the gin kind of was an idea that we had just talked, conversed back and forth about uh, because the, the site of Gallo is the original site of Hustler's Tavern. And Hustler's Tavern back in the 1800s was a, um, a tavern that was really popular at the time. And there was a lady, the proprietor, uh, Catherine Hustler, which she used to stir her cocktail drinks which with gin with a rooster feather. <laughs> Uh, so that was where they claimed the uh, the word cocktail was invented on the site. Who knew? Isn't that a great yeah, story? Yeah, it's a great. Michael? It's a really great story, and everybody t- every time I tell somebody that story, they're they're really intrigued by it. Right, right. Because you wonder how some of these names come about. Yeah. And there's a woman who really knew how to multitask, I guess, right? <laughs> and you know, to think creatively. Um, I remember first reading that very story uh, at your place. We were sitting at the bar. We often sit at the bar and eat dinner because I kind of like being in the middle of all the action. Yeah. And you tend to talk to other patrons. Plus, you don't have to wait long for a cocktail because you're <laughs> right in front of the bartender. Um, and I was just perusing your menu. And all of a sudden, I read that story. I thought, oh, my God, this is fantastic. I took a picture of you know, the paragraph that told the story and posted it on Facebook. And a couple of people said, oh, you know, we had just been there. We didn't realize that. So that's really one of those stories with staying power. So then you thought, okay, this gin is all part of this kind of overall story. Yeah, yeah. So we, we kind of just conversed back and forth about the idea and, and the concept. And then a lot of the flavors that are derived from the gin are flavors that you would have seen in the early 1800s, uh, honey, black tea, juniper. Mm. Uh, so you, it's a it's a amazing, it's very ar- aromatic gin, um, and you can get it at Gallo uh, in our in our. Um, 
on our cocktail list, and then we also have it at Hibbard's Liquor Store, which is across the street. Oh, that's great. Uh, and we're going to do a limited release to a lot of the bars, restaurants in Lewiston and in surrounding areas Oh, as terrific. Well. So only in western New York, right? Yeah, just western okay, New York gotcha. at this time. I imagine, too, Michael, once people uh, try the cocktail at Gallo, they may want to cross the street and get their that, bottle at the liquor yeah, store, that right? Was, that's, that was what we were thinking. So, And I, I think, too, it's so important as an independent eatery you're, you know, that you run, your family has other businesses, but you try to support local businesses mm-hmm. like Black Button. How much of a priority is that for you? Well, we've been fortunate uh, over the last couple of years to, um, I, myself, is just meeting these people in the same type, similar businesses or at this at that point in their business where they're they're growing um, and they're going and they're heading in the right direction. So uh, someone like the, the guys from Black Button, we really can relate to each other. So we're always bouncing ideas off of each other and, and um, you know, just coming up with different things that can come to market. So. And that's how this came about, Yeah, that's right? how this came about. And we're <laughs> working it. on some other things with Blackbird Cider Works right now um, and some other local companies as well. We're talking with Michael Hippert, who's the owner of Gallo Coal Fire Kitchen, and your family is involved as well, right? Yeah, yeah. My uh, it, it, my grandfather, who's actually turning 90 years old this oh. September, uh, he plays a pretty intricate part in, in the re- the restaurant. Everybody loves when he's there. He comes in, rolls Yankees in the morning, <laughs> makes pizza dough, and makes pizza boxes. So he's he's definitely a part of the business and, and helped the, the business grow to the point that, it, that it's at right now. Uh, my kids and my wife and my, my mother, my father, my stepfather, they're, they're really um, uh, a, a part of the business as How well. How terrific. Really, truly multi-generational. Yeah, yeah. Uh, multi-generational in Lewiston and in the restaurant as well. Yes, yes. Now, I'm glad you mentioned about the gnocchi and so forth because if you just hear Gallo Coal Fire Kitchen, you might think it's, gee, is it just pizzas and so forth? But in fact, you have, in my opinion, some of the best eggplant in Western Thank New York. You. Oh my God, it's probably my favorite Italian dish, Michael. And I tried yours, and oh my God, I can't wait to go back and try it again. It's so delicious. I'm not sure how you do it, but whatever you do, and keep it that way. That's a trade secret. That's what I figure. <laughs> you tell me, you'd have to kill me, right? So, and you have a full menu with a number of uh, dishes in addition to the pizza. Yes, we have a full menu. We do uh, homemade yonki uh, in-house. We have uh, a really um, amazing vodka sauce, which we're actually uh, starting to jar right now to hit retail stores. Uh, so we're always just kind of evolving um, uh, with, the, with the menu, and we have some steaks on the menu as well. So we just kind of put a mix of everything in there. And your hours are what? Uh, Monday through Thursday, we're open from 4 to 9 p.m. And then Friday, Saturday, we're open for lunch and Sunday, uh, and we close at 10. Oh, okay. So certainly uh, plenty of time to get to Gallo Coal Fire Kitchen. And uh, you might see some media folks in there as well. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Piccolis from our sister station is a regular there from KISS 98.5. And I know of some other media colleagues that I've seen at your place as well. And, Michael, let's talk about the anthracite coal that you use. Sure. That's really something that makes you stand out from uh, the many competitors that you have. Yeah, the uh, the anthracite is actually mined in Pennsylvania, and we we get it directly from the mine. Uh, they 
ship it in on 53-foot uh, tractor trailers, and then we have a, a off-site facility that holds all of that. Uh, the anthracite just burns at a, a lot hotter temperature than a wood fire oven, uh, so you get more of a thin New York-style pizza uh, versus like more of the you know Italian-style thick crust. Uh, so it's you could literally eat a whole pie yourself and right. not feel overly full <laughs> <laughs> and still have uh, room for eggplants yeah, here, and right? yeah I think eggplant. I did that actually yeah. I'm, uh, I figured I should walk home at that point but it was well worth it I um, mean does it cook that much quicker as well yeah so it burns at about 1200 degrees wow. uh, in this oven that we have is about seven foot wide by five foot deep so it's a pretty significant cooking um, area so he could fit anywhere from seven to ten pizzas in oh, there no kidding time. how often have you burned yourself uh, quite a bit I imagine yeah. so <laughs> yeah. a hazard of the trade huh and you've probably heard about Gallo Co-Fire Kitchen on uh, our seven radio stations here at Entercom Michael was kind enough to partner with us to do a perk so that's perfect way to try Gallo you get a perk you get a bit of a discount and you get to go up to a terrific restaurant the other thing too you do a lot of community events I know that um, you're appearing uh, later this month at the Castellani uh, party that benefits the Castellani Art Museum on the uh, campus of Niagara University Mm -hmm. yeah I'm on one of the special event committees in uh, for Castellani and we do uh we do a lot of fundraising events in the area, and we we collectively came up with this idea of it's a more of an outdoor summer party. So not only Gallo will be there, but friends of mine in the art world are going to be there. Dan Buttery, who's a metal artist from Lewiston, um, and then another uh, uh, mural artist will be there doing live demonstrations. Uh, then we, not only Gallo, but we'll have BBC uh, there Brickyard from Lewiston, Lloyd's Tacos from Lewiston. Uh, so it'll be a fun event. Oh, absolutely. And BBC has the Beatles. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's style a Beatles band. tribute yeah, band. And right. Then, yeah. It'll be great. And you have uh, pizza on the patio. Correct. As well, There's, yeah. you got so much going on again. Yeah, we have we have a lot going on. Uh, we're in the process now of opening up a second location. Uh, the location that we have uh, since just purchased and closed on the property, we're doing it's in. It's close to Art Park, so we're doing um, uh, pizzas on the patio. So you can order, come up, order a personal pizza, and and have some drinks at Brewed and Bottled, which is in the same plaza, and uh, walk to Art Park. Oh, that's good. The proximity is perfect because yeah. there's so much going on there at this time. And that's in addition to your existing restaurant, right? Correct. Not in place of. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be there. Um, when will you be up and running fully? So we're we're expecting to be hopefully be open uh next year so 2020 like march april uh with it with the second location come and see this hard-working young man gallo coal fire kitchen he's uh he's in the kitchen oftentimes he's got four kids and he's making it all work michael i uh, wish you continued success what a great way to to have a career in your in your hometown right with Thank your you. family yeah yeah last question how can people call you uh so you can get a hold of us at uh 716 Four zero five seven five nine six, and that's the restaurant. Then you can also get a hold of us on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, and you uh, you won't want to miss the pictures that you see there. Four zero five seventy five ninety six is the way to reach the folks at Gallo. Thanks so much for coming in this morning. Thank you, Brenda. That'll put a wrap on this edition of Slice of Life. Until next time, thanks for carving out a slice with me. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN fifteen twenty. The latest sports happenings. And Bill's Mafia, you know I'm all about you. 